Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at MyBookie. Head to mybookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get in on the fan-favorite $100,000 Super Contest, which only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against a spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get started, make your first deposit over at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to instantly receive double your deposit. That's right, double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after The Daily Show, which can only mean we're talking UFC with James. What's happening, James? I'm going very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? We've got a very good card this weekend. Oh, so yeah. Two two good cards in a row. What's going on? Hmm, I honestly don't know. I mean, I can't remember the last time we've seen two back-to-back numbered pay-per-view events. So, you know, Dana, he's answered our prayers and just provided us with two stacked cards. So I, I'm not complaining. So this is why... October sucked us so hard for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had to endure a fair few, you know, below bar events. And here we are now with two back to back big pay per view events. So finally, you know, we're here, 268. And we've also got 269 at the end of, um, well, in the middle of December uh, between Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. And we've also got uh, Max Holloway versus Rodriguez sandwiched in between the next two events. Jeez. So, can't complain. I no. think Max Holloway's next week, so yeah. Wow. So he just really uh just he he, he back loaded everything. <laughs> Christmas has come early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you mentioned it. It's a hell of a card. What are we looking at? Mm. Well, obviously we've got to talk about the main event between Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington. Uh, this fight is <laughs> this is this is an awkward one, really. I think I'm not sure if this fight had to happen, but I think in a way, it did have to happen because you look at the other contenders, there's no real out-and-out number one contender. He's knocked out Gilbert Burns. He knocked out Jorge Masvidal. Leon Edwards, I still think he needs one more fight before a title shot because he was dominating that fight against Nate Diaz and then got clipped in the last 30 seconds, which just sort of overshadowed his brilliant 24-minute performance. So here we are with Covington. And obviously, for those that don't know, the pair have already fought back in 2019 at 245. And it was just such an epic fight. I think it'll go down as one of the, the best welterweight title fights in the history of the UFC, just because it was a sheer stand and bang from start to finish. And it was tough to call because I think one man had it 3-1 to Covington. Some people had it a draw. Some people gave it to Usman. So, you know, it was a real coin flip the first fight. And then going into the fifth round, eventually Kamaru Usman was able to, to get the job done. And when you look at Kamaru Usman, he enters this weekend on an 18-fight winning streak. And has the perfect 14-0 inside the, the UFC. He's fresh off of a, a fourth successful title defense after knocking out Masvidal. And currently right now, he's the pound-for-pound pound number one in, in the whole of the UFC in the men's divisions. And I, I can't argue with that. You know, he's, he fights and he will deliver every time he steps into that cage. Predominantly before 
before he even went to Trevor Whitman, really, he was a, a well-renowned wrestler and his cardio was second to none. And I think ever since he went to train with Trevor Whitman, Justin Gaethje, Rose Namajunas, he worked on that did that jab and just improved his striking and take it, took it to the next level. And now here we are. Three out of his last four wins have come via former knockout. Kobe Covington, on the other hand, he'll be looking to... He bounced back from the loss to Usman with a, a fifth-round TKO victory over Tyron Woodley. He's a former NCAA All-American Division One wrestler. And again, like Usman, he's a great wrestler. He has, uh, he's a high-volume striker that just loves to push the pace right from the get-go. And when it comes to my prediction, when you often see two high-level wrestlers go face-to-face, the whole fight tends to be standing up because they just know each other's ability on the mat. So they want to test their striking prowess against each other. And obviously we saw in the first fight, Kamaru Usman was able to knock Covington down. And that was even before he trained with Trevor Whitman. So now that he's with Whitman, improved his striking, I wonder what this weekend is going to bring. Uh, I think Covington had his moments in the first two rounds of the first fight, but as soon as Usman began landing power shots, he broke um, Covington's jaw in the end of the third round and then pulled it on and eventually got the stoppage. I think it's tough to see this fight going much go much differently this time around. We've seen Covington once since the first matchup, whereas Usman has fought three times and... I just think Usman has just shown significant strides in his striking since changing camps. And from then on in, he's just looked flawless. So I'm probably going to back Kamaru Usman. He'll get it done quicker than the fifth round TKO victory, but I'm still going to go. I think I still think he'll go into the championship round. So I'm going to go for an Usman by a fourth round TKO. Fourth round TKO. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. I, I do think Usman wins. I think you're absolutely yeah. right about that. He's minus 318. So, or, you know, in that range. <laughs> So he's got to win, hmm. <laughs> you would think. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got to. But again, MMA is very unpredictable. Oh, absolutely. But I, I, I don't have put much faith in Colby Covington to actually take down Usman, <laughs> honestly. No, uh, it's too he hasn't big. been taken down yet. No, it's too big of an ask. It's too big of an ask, the minus th- uh, 318 or thereabouts. Let's see. I think we can get a minus 300 flat. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit better. I, I, I'm going to lean with you on this one. I do think, I do think he wins. I'm trying to pull up on here. Let's see. Usman, fourth round. If Usman wins in the fourth round, it's plus 1,400. If Usman KOs, TKOs, uh, plus 150. That's not bad. Hmm. That's something I could get behind. Maybe I'll throw a few bucks on that TKO with you, Folly, there. Yeah. I think loads of people are leaning towards the decision victory. Mm. Uh, Usman by decision is plus 162. Hmm. So at least this sports book I'm looking at now, it looks like they're leaning more KO, TKO. Hmm. So. There you go. We shall see. <laughs> All right. Next up, what are we looking at? Again, we've got another title fight rematch between Rose Namajunas and Zhang Weili. And again, you look at the first fight, just how it ended, a first round knockout in the favor of Rose Namajunas. And every time she she comes for a, a scrap, you know, she will always bring it. She'll always have the fans behind her back, Rose Namajunas. And she's just sensational to watch. And it'll be interesting to see how Zhang Weili bounces back from this defeat because... You saw when she won the title against Jessica Andrade and she defended it in that brilliant fight against Joanna uh, Jacek. And now her mentality is really going to be sort of questioned this weekend because she's, she lost the belt against Rose Namajunas way back in April. How is she going to bounce back from this? And when you break it down, you look at Rose Namajunas. She's a very well-rounded fighter, combines dynamic submissions with excellent footwork and crisp boxing. And before the loss to Rose Namajunas, Whaley had won 21 fights in a row and she looked very impressive inside the UFC before the, the fight with Rose Namajunas. And 
She tends to combine power and relentless pressure and with formidable wrestling ability and brutal ground and, pro- uh, ground and pound. She's changed coach. Well, I say she's changed coaches. She sort sought after advice from Henry Cejudo, who is an Olympic wrestler. So, does that sort of give away the game plan this weekend? Will sort of Zhang Weili, you know, initiate and try and get the fight to the floor? I don't know, and I think that will be very risky if she does do that because five out uh, five of uh, Nam Yunus's professional career wins have come by form of submission. So she's no slouch on the mat, Rose. She's capable of submitting her opponent. And she's just, like I said, she's very well-rounded and more precise wherever the fight goes. Like I said, she's more precise in her striking. And I think she's better on the mat with her grappling. Again, as I said earlier, Zhang's mentality is going to be really questioned this weekend. And I'm just not sure I can back Zhang really. I think it will last longer, significantly longer. I think the ability, the potential game plan to wrestle with Rose Nami Yunus could not, I don't think it'll pay dividends for Zhang Weili. So if you're feeling cheeky, maybe stick a submission victory for Rose Nami Yunus. But I'm going to go for Rose Nami Yunus by decision. I just think she retains her title and, and it'll be close this time. It'll be a lot closer this time compared to the first fight. Well, yeah. <laughs> you mean one round? Well, you'd like to think so. One roundhouse kick is a surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I got you. You said decision for Rose, correct? Decision, yeah. Okay. Ah. <sighs> It's a tough one because it's Rose. It's Rose. Yeah. Like, what? where's her head at is always the question. Yeah. Every time she fights. I'm going to go with Jang. Uh, let's see. She's minus 120. So I'm just going to I'm going to risk it. I'm going to lay the 120 to win 100. I'm going to bet Jang to win the fight because I, I, I just, yeah, she's minus 120. Rose is minus 105. Uh, Rose to win by decision is uh, plus 300. That's a, that's a nice, nice bit of value. Got into my head. I do think this one probably goes decision. Mm. Uh, so I think uh, Chang is uh, plus 240. That's not bad. And you said you wanted to sneak in a submission win. Yeah. Saying by submission is plus 1400. That's. Uh, rose, rose by submission, sorry. Oh, Rose by submission. I'm sorry. Yeah, rose yeah, yeah. By, oh, only 600. Yeah. Still, a little bit of that. <laughs> All right. Well, we disagreed on one. <laughs> May it continue? You know, we're probably about to find out. Yeah. What else are you on? <laughs> the next fight I've got is between Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. Mm. Again, this is just another cracking main card fight. And we've got a couple more between Edgar and Vera, as well as Burgos versus Quarantillo. But we're going to focus on Gaethje versus Chandler. Now, going into this fight, obviously, Michael Chandler is coming off of that defeat to Charles Oliveira for the vacant lightweight title. And Justin Gaethje was last seen just over a year ago where he lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. So they're both coming off title losses. And again, this is just going to be, this fight should be absolute fireworks. And even though I think Chandler is the superior MMA wrestler, obviously Gaethje was a a former NCAA uh, Division I All-American wrestler, but I just think he loves to to use that wrestling to keep the fight standing, whereby Chandler, if he's under the cosh a bit, he will take it to the floor and he will try and potentially, you know, ground and pound or get a submission. Both these guys just have explosive power. I think Chandler can be a bit too aggressive and hitful at times. You know, we saw against Charles Oliveira, you know, he got caught eventually in the second round, but in the first round, you know, he nearly finished Charles Oliveira and nearly slipped up towards the end. So Chandler's got to be very cautious in his approach because, like I said, he is hittable. And if you get hit by Justin Gaethje, you are going to sleep. I think Justin Gaethje is probably one of the most powerful strikers in the division. I think Justin Gaethje gets it done this weekend. I love Michael Chandler. Don't get me wrong. I love it every time he steps into the octagon because he's a true mixed martial artist. You know, he loves to fight. 
his mindset is to always put on a spectacle for the fans, you know, give them every sort of worth of their money, et cetera, just to sort of come into the arena. And, you know, he loves to put on a show for the fans and for everyone across the world watching. But Justin Gaethje, I think this fight will take place on the feet. I don't, I think Michael Chandler will try and initiate and instigate the wrestling, but Justin Gaethje's takedown defense will sort of pay dividends slightly. And I think he'll keep this fight standing and eventually put him away in the second round. Second round TKO. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to see which round it was. I had a feeling which way you were going <laughs> to. I agree. Uh, I think Ga- uh, Justin Gaethje is the is the bet. He's minus two fourteen. Mm. I'm a little hesitant hesitant to risk that much. I do think he wins. I do think he takes care of business. So I shouldn't be that hesitant. But I love your TKO play, man. It's, it's minus one ten <laughs> that he wins by t- TKO. So I'm gonna jump on it with you, TKO, mm. Justin Gaethje. Second round, uh, plus 450. Yeah, I just think it'll be a real scrap for the first five minutes. You know, Justin Gaethje could get it done in the first because they're going to come and bring it right from the first bell. But I think Chandler will do enough to survive the the, the first round, but I think he'll get put away in the second. Um, All right. Good. Good. I agree with you. So you should feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling a lot better now going forward. (laughs) (laughs) What else? What else? uh, What else do you like? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Again, we've also got another cracking main uh, main card fight, which I alluded to earlier between Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo. This is a featherweight battle this time, and I think it'll be the second fight on the main card. And it's just a sort of chance for the fighters to showcase their ability because you look at the Madison Square Garden, it's such an iconic venue for, for combat sports and any other performing artists. So to be on the main card for 268, it's, you know, tremendous. You know, it's a great achievement and it's, testament to really to sh- sort of show where you're at in your careers and I think Billy Quantillo Shane Burgos are going to bring it right from the get-go Shane Burgos is a, a nine-fight UFC vitri- uh, veteran he's coming off of a, a couple of defeats but they were tough defeats you know in all fairness I, I will cut him some static I think the last one was against Edson Barboza and the one before that was against Josh Emmett so there's no shame in, in losing to those guys you know they're two real top contenders at featherweight and Look at Billy Quarantillo. He's coming off of a win against Gabriel Benitez. Prior to that, he lost by Gavin Tucker. And again, going into this one, when you're breaking it down, I think both men are certainly going to bring it. Now, Billy Quarantillo is a dangerous fighter. As I said, he's coming off of a TKO win against Gabriel Benitez. And he's a true finisher. But I think Burgos possesses a strong striking ability. He tends to pressure his opponents. And despite coming into this fight after coming off of back-to-back losses, I still think he's probably one of the more dangerous fighters in the division. And he'll look to, to get a win this weekend. And I just think Shane Burgos, he's capable of striking, he's capable of knocking you out, but he's also capable of taking you down and trying to to outpoint you on the mat. So wherever the fight goes, I think Burgos should have Quantio's number. It's going to be an exciting matchup, but I think because Shane Burgos is better in almost every department, I think he'll just sort of outpoint Burgos and get the decision. So I'm going to go for uh, Shane Burgos for a decision. Sorry, <sighs> outpoint Billy Quantio. Mm, I was hoping you wouldn't say decision. I was hoping you'd say anything else. Really? But that. Oh, yeah. Uh, minus 197, Shane is, and Billy's like plus 164 in that range. Yeah. 
it looks to be one-sided. I agree. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the numbers here. It looks like you know Shane is going to take care take care of business Sunday. Mm. I can't lay the minus one ninety seven. So I was thinking KO TKO or submission, and I was kind of waiting to see what you would do because I <laughs> I didn't want you to say decision. In, in all fairness, I have seen people back a lot of people, by the way, back Shane Burgos to get it done in the second round or get the finish. So there's yeah. value there. Yeah, yeah. It's plus two twenty five. I, I would I'm a fractional bet. I would lay a fractional bet on, on <laughs> Shane Burgos TKO TKO. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I, cause I, cause I think that's the way it's gonna go, but no. yeah. Wouldn't I'm not like backing it. No, I mean, stick a little bit on, you know, why not? Yeah, it's 268, Madison Square Garden. Exactly. you got to bet something. Otherwise, you'd be <laughs> bored. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else are we looking at on your card? Uh, I believe the final fight I've got is between a, a welterweight matchup between Ian Gary and Jordan Williams. Now, mm. when you look at Ian Gary, I mean, Jesus Christ, that boy can fight. You know, the Irish international who's uh, holds a 7-0 and professional record and this is his first fight in the UFC so at 23 years of age it's just crazy to see how good he is because he's like he's six foot three he's got a significant reach and again to be so well-rounded and so sort of he, he tends to have that sort of fighter's IQ that an experienced 38 year old would have but he's 23 years of age so to be that good at such a young age it's just, it's, you know, it's a testament to where he's at right now. And I think he's moved camps. I think he's joined Sanford MMA, training with Michael Chandler, Henry Hooved, and all these big athletes and big coaches. So that will only do wonders for him. Now, the problem is, I think going into this weekend, he's got to to get a win because this weekend there's going to be a lot of pressure on Ian Gary's shoulders because, you know, he's, like I said, he's 7-0. and He went 6-1 and as an amateur and everyone's going to be talking about him. Everyone thinks he's going to get it done convincingly. So I think he's got to be mentally prepared for anything and stepping in under those lights, those famous MSG lights. He's just got to stay cool, calm and collected and just get the job done. You look at Jordan Williams, he's yet to win in the UFC. You know, he came through via the Contender Series by knocking out Gregory Rodriguez and he's 0-2 so far, losing to Nassina Marvov and Mickey Gold. And in both of those fights, he just looks so unconvincing. You know, I was not impressed by Jordan Williams whatsoever. And when you look at Ian Gary breaking it down in terms of tactical, I think he's better than um, Marvov. Maybe that's being biased, but certainly better than Mickey Gold. I think wherever the fight goes, Ian Gary will be just tremendous and he'll be that one step better than uh, Jordan Williams. I think he's striking. He uses that lengthy frame quite well and on the ground, you know, it's a real danger on the mat. So I think for a, you know, a straight, uh, striking long range athlete like Ian Gary, I think he'll pick Jordan Williams apart. Really. I think he'll get it done by a second round. I just don't think Jordan Williams will be able to survive that early onslaught and to survive that early pressure. And Ian Gary goes eight and know this weekend. I think he'll get it done in the second round, but I think, yeah, Mm, I like it. Uh, Ian is minus, what is he, like minus 400? Yeah, minus 400 to win the fight. Ooh, ooh, looks, looks to be absolutely one-sided. I mean, mm. Ian's going to win the fight from everything I see. I don't think he's necessarily minus 400 probability going to win the fight. So I'm with you. If you can find value, I mean, Ian Gary's minus 105 plus 100 to win by KO, TKO. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little that way too of course you are yeah, have to have to uh, because i think you're right i think you're on the right side of it but it looks to be like a massacre mm. i feel for jordan williams oh yeah <laughs> that's it for you you don't have anything else that's all from me mate all right let me look a couple fights 
one fight I want to look at. I know you hate it. You hate it. We are looking at Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera is without a doubt the favorite here. He's minus yeah. 188 to minus 197 in that range. But I think it's a little bit too high. I think it's a little bit too big of a price. I'm going to back Frankie Edgar. He's getting a plus 150. I think there's some value there. Am I crazy? Um, well, I, I said you're crazy before the show, but yeah. I think when you're looking at it, I think despite Edgar's recent struggles, he's no slouch in the division. You know, He's still one of the best at mixing together his wrestling and his boxing well. And when he's able to take his opponent down, it's going to be a, a tough night for Manavera Frankie Edgar takes him down because he's such a, a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. But on the other hand, when you look at Marlon Mera, the bloke finishes fights. <laughs> I mean, he, he just combines that brutal distance kickboxing with those nasty bod, uh, body shots and the, he has that tremendous clinch work. And he's, a truly, he's becoming a truly punishing striker. And if his opponent slips up at all on the canvas... He tends to to get the f- submission victories as well. You know, wherever the fight goes, like Frankie Edgar, Marlon Vera is comfortable. He's, I think he's a black belt in BJJ. So it's going to be a tough... I think Marlon Vera gets it done. Uh, unfortunately for Edgar, you know, he's 40 years of age. He's coming off of that brutal uh, flying knee knockout over Corey Sandhagen. And mm-hmm. as much as I want to see Frankie Edgar succeed inside the, the bantamweight division, I just can't see it happening. Like Marlon Vera will go out there to sort of punch the living daylights out of the air. So... <laughs> I feel for Frankie. I, and I love Frankie Edgar. I'm a huge fan of him. Who's not a Frankie Edgar fan? So oh, okay. unfortunately, I'm going to back Marlon Vera this weekend. You're going to bet it? Yeah, I'm certainly going to bet it. Um, in terms of how you get uh, uh, Yeah, I'm going to go for a third round TK. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I think it's a decision. I think Frankie Edgar just has to yeah. uh, has to point him, has to do it. And you know who, no, you know who we saw last weekend? You know who we saw last yeah, weekend he, judging? Yeah, he, he caught me, but he caught me off guard. Really, he caught me by surprise. I'm surprised um, he was on ringside for two six seven. Yeah, he might be floating around there this weekend. <laughs> oh God, no, I hope not. <laughs> okay. Because if so, Frank Edgar's getting it done by decision. <laughs> Even if Marlon Vera doubles his statistics in every department. Come on, Ben, thirty twenty seven. That's the score we need. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Don't sip up now, Ben. Come on, let's not be silly here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, honestly, that's all I've got. Mm. Everything else kind of looks like it's going to go the way it's supposed to. Should do, yeah. yeah. I don't see a lot of surprises. Man, yeah, and, no. and, and everyone else is too, too over overpriced, overvalued. From what I'm seeing, yeah. I mean, maybe Bobby Green minus one seventy eight, minus one eighty, but ugh, 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 I don't know. Again, I can get on board with that. Yeah, I think he'll get the decision. Uh, yeah, he's got a negative. He's got a negative number next to his name. I know you love that. <laughs> all right man it was a quickie it was a quick one 20 minutes ish yeah no that, that wasn't too bad to be fair we got through a lot of fights and no, to be honest i'm surprised i thought it lasted a lot longer than 20 yeah yeah well i'm telling that to li- the women too i've encountered no it was longer than, it was longer than you think <laughs> yeah it was longer than 20 <laughs> oh, oh dear oh boy so ufc deluxe on twitter <laughs> Yeah, it's still going on Twitter um, this weekend. I'm trying to get as much content out as possible before I go into to full-time employment. So this weekend will probably be my last hurrah before I'm going a bit quiet on the UFC Deluxe, but I still okay. try and get content out. So uh, are you going to stay up for the fight since this is your last hurrah, maybe? <laughs> um, yeah, I think obviously I'll stay up for the pay-per-view events, obviously, and maybe some of the, the big key 
uh, fight night events. But I think other than that, I think I'm, if there's a, a crappy card one weekend and I've got work the next day, I'm just going to give it a miss. Mm, all right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to work on Sundays, do you? You can stay up late on Sometimes, sometimes I have to work weekends. Oh, my God. Because there's sport, uh, sporting events in the weekends at oh. school, so... <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. Well, hopefully this is a hell of a card for you to, you know, kind of kiss UFC Deluxe goodbye. Who knows? And, you know, at some point, hopefully, um, let's come out of retirement, you know, bring it back in full force. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, man. Get out of here. Take care. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.